The Lord be with you. And also with you. Let us pray. Holy God, God with us, in this time set apart in the quiet and stillness, help us draw near to you and to each other. Open our ears to hear your good news. Open our eyes to see the possibilities for peace and grace that await us. This we pray in the name of the Christ child. Amen. The reading tonight is from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea, to the city of David called Bethlehem, because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to deliver her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in bands of cloth and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region, there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flocks by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find a child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Every one of us could tell the Christmas story. That's not your question. You could. It's interactive tonight, so just giving you a heads up. A young woman named Mary conceives a child by the Holy Spirit. She and her betrothed Joseph travel to Bethlehem by order of the emperor. While there, Mary gives birth outdoors because there is no room in the inn. Divine light floods the earth. Angels announce the good news. Shepherds leave their fields and flocks to come and see the newborn. Everyone is praising God. The end. <laughs> the end. Am I, am I wrong? Am I lying? No. For many of us, that is the extent of the Christmas story. It begins and it ends with the birth of 
the Christ child. Is that it, though? Isn't there more to the story? I think so. The other part of the story is less divine and harder to place on a holiday card. It is the part of the story when the angels stop singing and the shepherds return to their fields. It is the part of the story of Mary and Joseph gathering their things and and packing up the donkey and traveling home to Nazareth. This part of the story is left untold. Honestly, I don't know why we don't talk about this part of the story. This is the part of the story I can relate to. I mean, who hasn't packed a bag? Who hasn't stood in silence and looked around their life and wondered about the unknown future? I don't think we tell this part of the nativity story because everything looks like it did before the birth. Ordinary. Mundane. Human. This part of the story doesn't feel like Christmas. No one's inspired to go to Target if this is the story we're telling. It just doesn't feel divine. I mean, why am I dressed so nicely? (laughs) Consider your own life. You've spent weeks, some of you months, buying and wrapping gifts, decorating your homes, planning the perfect holiday menu. Some of you are even cheerful about this. And yet in a couple days, the day after tomorrow, your family and friends will return to their homes. You'll throw away all those leftovers because you're sick of eating ham. Your decorations will be taken down. But you should wait till Epiphany. If you take down before Epiphany, it's sacrilegious. (laughs) I'm just telling you because I work for Jesus. (laughs) And eventually those bills will be coming in that you need to to cover. On the other side of December 25th, like the shepherds, each one of us will return to the fields and the flocks of our lives, to the routine of daily life. Everything will look like it did before the birth. And the world certainly won't feel Christmassy. So does that mean that Christmas is over the moment the child is born? And the heavenly light abates? Is that it? Thanks God, see you in 12 months? Got that target card paid off, I'm ready. Personally, I think it's imperative to hear and trust the untold part of the story. Because it tells us that the miracle of Christmas is not in the virgin birth. 
It's not in the heavenly light. It's not in the angelic appearances or the songs of heavenly hosts. The miracle of Christmas is is in us, is in you and me. Christmas really begins when we quit talking about the story and allow our lives to become the story. God has given us divinity, and we have given God humanity. So we now must live the story in the ordinary circumstances of our everyday lives. I mean, isn't that what Mary and Joseph and the shepherds did? As Luke tells us, this story unfolded in the most ordinary of circumstances. It happens as the government orders a census. It happens in the midst of travels and crowds and overbooked inns. It happens in the darkness and the fear of the unknown future. It happens with the birth of a baby. It happens while working the night shift in a field with livestock. I mean, that's pretty ordinary. You see, Jesus' birth does not allow us to escape the reality of our lives. It is just the opposite. Jesus is born into the ordinary circumstances of our lives. And there is no place you go or circumstances you encounter where he is not being born. Look at your life. What do you see? Name the reality, whatever it might be, it is a place where Christ is preparing to be born. A place where God's divinity meets your humanity. It is an ongoing story of hope, of love, in the impossible made possible. And it happens every day of your life not just one day a year. So whenever you've experienced your life being nourished, enlarged, anytime you've received or offered forgiveness, when you've seen the world with new eyes, whenever you've awakened to a deeper, more profound meaning in your life, every time you've united yourself with the pain of this world and the pain of others. Whenever you've experienced light pushing back darkness, when the impossible becomes a reality, when you've looked in the face of another and seen the holy, whenever you've joined your life to another's and held nothing back, for better, for worse. When compassion and strength have carried you through loss and sorrow. Anytime you feel yourself to be loved, not because of what you have done or might do, but simply because of who you are. Whenever you've remembered and reclaimed your identity as a beloved daughter or son of God, Whenever you've experienced any one of those things, 
or a thousand other things. I hope, I hope you know that in that space, Christ has been born in you. In your time, in your place, in your life. And guess what? That's Christmas. It could be in July. So let the angels depart and the shepherds return to their flocks. Let the sky become dark and silent. Let the Holy Family go home. Let Christmas become real. The manger of Christ's birth is not in Bethlehem. Your life is the manger of Christ's birth. And that, as the angel says, is good news of great joy for all people. O come, O come, Emmanuel. Thanks be to God. Amen.